Listen at your own discretion as the following content contains strong language, adult dialogue, discussions of violence, and spoilers. Cue the intro. Hello fellow readers and welcome to Three Reads in a Pod. My name is Sarah. I'm Delia. And I'm Heather. If you're interested in a trio of ladies that get together and record our book club for the masses, then stick around. This episode of Three Reads will be discussing Peter Pan by J.M. Barry. If you want to read along, we post the book and book bite of the month on our Instagram and Twitter, Three Reads in a Pod. That's the number three reads in a pod. Without further ado, it's time to turn the page. Okay, well, I picked this book, so... I guess I'll get into it. I'll tell you a little bit about the author and then we'll go into the summary. You guys know how this works, right? You've been with us long enough. To those of you that are new, that's how it works. Um, Jan Barry is a Scot was, he's dead now. Anyway, a Scottish playwright and a baronet, but he wasn't born into that title. He was given it later by King George V. He was born in Scotland in 1860. Fun fact, he was only five foot three and a half inches tall. Sad fact, Barry's eldest brother died at age 14 in an ice skating accident and Barry's mother, understandably, was depressed. So Barry would wear his brother's clothing and act like him to try and cheer his mother up. He liked to read and would play pirates with his friends. Barry attended university at Edinburgh. Wait, no, attended University of Edinburgh. Uh, He wrote novels before he got into theatrical works. His first three works were some words that I can't say. One of them was A Window in Thrums, and the other one was The Little Meister, Minister, Little Minister. He was introduced to his wife when he was putting on his third play. She was an actress, and he used her name in his works quite frequently. And here's some tea. Barry's marriage was reportedly unconsummated. Some suggest it was because he was impotent. Uh, and his wife had an affair with a man 20 years her junior. Go, Mrs. B. Obviously, Barry was upset. And after and after offering her the option uh, to have a legal, legal separation instead of a divorce, she and if she stopped seeing her, her lover, she refused. So he divorced her. And it's important to mention that Barry was hurt by the divorce and his friends all took up their pens to write to the newspapers basically asking them not to publish anything about it. But it must have worked because in the end, only three newspapers actually published anything about his divorce. Um, he continued to financially support her and would grant her an annual allowance only at the at a private dinner held on their wedding anniversary, which is just kind of insane to me. But okay. Uh, now, the, the Llewellyn Davies family, if you guys are f- aware of Finding Neverland, that movie with uh, Kate Winslet and Johnny Depp, then you're like, I wonder when this is going to come up. Well, here it is. Barry was acquainted with them before their father died. Now, that's not true to the movie, but here we are. And when their mother passed, she did ask him to be a guardian. Um, He claimed they were engaged, that they were engaged because the father had passed and then she passed very shortly after him. But nobody ever confirmed this. Her will didn't confirm that they were engaged or whatever. He helped raise the boys with their nanny until adulthood. There are claims that he was a pedophile, but the youngest Llewellyn Davies child, Nico, said as an adult that he believed his uncle never had a stirring, quote-unquote stirring, for a man, woman, or child and never behaved inappropriately with them, which I take it to mean he was asexual. It could be any number of things. He might have been gay and was like, couldn't be out about it. Who knows? It's a weird time. Um, it's then telling whether or not he was, as this is an era where the ch- if the children had been assaulted, then it would not have been publicized. And he was rich. 
and a well-to-do white man. So it could be possible, but nobody ever came forth with it. So there's no evidence. People love to gossip. It is what it is. Um, In any case, Peter Pan wasn't meant to occupy the children, and it sort of went from there. This is straight from Wikipedia in the quote situation. I didn't want to have to paraphrase it. Anyway, Barry suffered bereavements with the boys, losing the two to whom he was the closest in their early 20s. George was killed in action in 1915 in the First World War. Michael, with whom Barry corresponded daily while at boarding school and university, drowned in 1921 with his friend Rupert Buxton at a known danger spot at Sanford Lock near Oxford, one month short of his 21st birthday. Some years after Barry's death, Peter compiled his morgue from family letters and morgue, I don't know how you say that, uh, from family letters and papers in, interpolated with his own informed comments on his family and their relationship with Barry. Peter died in 1960 by throwing himself in front of an underground train in Sloan Square Station. Michael's brother explained in later interviews that they believed his death was a suicide. Barry died of pneumonia in 1937. He left the rights to P- of Peter Pan to a children's hospital who still benefits from it to this day. Uh, so any profits that they make off of that book or whatever go to that children's hospital. Of course, there's a lot more about this guy, but I cherry-picked the stuff I found interesting. If you want to know more, you can check out the Googs. So now we have the plot summary which is directly from Wikipedia, because I'm not trying to work twice here, people. The character appeared in Barry's book, The Little White Bird, the play, and its novelization contained the story of Peter Pan. Mythos is the best-known situation there. So um, two versions differ, but in some details of the story, but have much in common. In both versions, Peter makes nighttime calls to the Darling house, listening to Mrs. Darling, her bedtime stories by the open window, One night, Peter is spotted, and while trying to escape, he loses his shadow. On returning to claim it, Peter wakes Mary's daughter, Wendy, darling. Wendy succeeds in reattaching his shadow to him, and Peter learns that she knows many bedtime stories. He invites her to Neverland to be a mother to his gang, the Lost Boys, children who were lost in Kensington Gardens. Wendy agrees, and her brothers, John and Michael, go with her. Their magical flight to Neverland is followed by many adventures. The children are blown out of the air by a cannon, and Wendy is nearly killed by the Lost Boy Tootles. Peter and the Lost Boys build a house for Wendy to live in while she recuperates. Uh, and actually, now there's a structure, that type of structure is to this day called the Wendy House. Soon, John and Michael adopt the ways of the Lost Boys. Peter welcomes Wendy to his underground home, and she immediately assumes the role of mother figure. Peter takes the darlings on several adventures, the first unruly dangerous one occurring at Mermaid's Lagoon. At Mermaid's Lagoon, Peter and the Lost Boys save the Indian chief's daughter, Tiger Lily, and become involved in a battle with the pirates, including the evil Captain Hook, Peter's nemesis. He's named after the hook that replaced his right hand that Peter cut off in a fight. From there on, Hook has been hunted by the crocodile, which ate his hand after it fell into the water, and now he wants to eat the rest of him because I guess he was pretty tasty. The crocodile also swallowed a ticking clock, so Hook is aware of, like, any ticking sounds that happen. He's like, oh, it's the crocodile. Peter is wounded when Hook claws him. He believes he will die, stranded on a rock where the tide is rising, but he views death as an awfully big adventure. Luckily, the Neverbird... allows him to use her nest as a boat, and Peter sails home. In gratitude for Peter saving Tiger Lily, her tribe guards his home from the next imminent pirate attack. Meanwhile, Wendy begins to fall in love with Peter and asks him what kind of feelings he has for her. Peter says that he is like her faithful son, which is weird. One day, 
that's me speaking, obviously, not Wikipedia. Um, One day, while telling stories to the Lost Boys and her brothers, John and Michael, Wendy recalls her parents and then decides to take them all back to return to England. Unfortunately, and unbeknownst to Peter, Wendy and the boys are captured by Captain Hook, who also tries to poison Peter's medicine while the boys asleep. When Peter awakes... He learns from the fairy Tinkerbell that Wendy has been kidnapped, and in an effort to please Wendy, he goes to drink his medicine. Tink doesn't have time to warn him about the poison and instead drinks it herself, causing her near death. Tink tells him she could be saved if children believed in fairies. In one of the play's most famous moments, Peter turns to the audience watching the play and begs those who believe in fairies to, fairies to clap their hands. Peter heads to the ship. On the way, he encounters the ticking crocodile. Peter decides to copy the tick so any animals will recognize it and leave him unharmed. He does not realize he is ticking as he boards the ship, where Hook cowers, mistaking him for the crocodile. While the pirates are searching for the crocodile, Peter sneaks into the cabin to steal the keys and freeze the Lost Boys. When the pirates investigate a noise in the cabin, Peter defeats them. So, like, one at a time they go in and he, like, knocks them out or kills them, whatever he does. When he finally reveals himself, he and Hook begin the climactic battle, which Peter easily wins. He kicks Hook into the jaws of the waiting crocodile, and Hook dies with the satisfaction that Peter had literally knocked him off the ship, which Hook considers to be bad form. Then Peter takes control of the ship and sails the seas back to London. In the end, Wendy decides that her place is at home, much to the joy of her heartsick mother. Wendy then brings all the boys but Peter back to London. Before Wendy and her brothers arrive at their house, Peter flies ahead to try and bar the window so Wendy will think that her mother has forgotten her. But when he learns of Mrs. Darling's distress, he bitterly leaves the window open and flies away. Peter returns briefly and meets Mrs. Darling, who has agreed to adopt the Lost Boys. She offers to adopt Peter as well, but Peter refuses, afraid they will catch him and make him a man. Uh, It is hinted that Mary Darling knew Peter when she was a girl because she's left slightly changed when Peter leaves. Peter promises to return for Wendy every spring. The final scene of the play takes place a year later when, this is a play, but in the book it was different, when we see Wendy preparing to go back home after the spring cleaning has taken place. It is stated that Tinkerbell has died during this year and fairies are naturally short-lived creatures. However, Peter has already forgotten about Tinkerbell, the Lost Boys, and even Hook when Wendy returns. He does not understand Wendy's wishful wish that she could take him back with her. According to the narrator of the play, it has something to do with the riddle of his being if he could get the hang of this thing of the thing his cry might become to be to live would be an awfully big adventure anyway so the epilogue of the actual book he returns for wendy but she's grown up she's got a daughter and basically wendy married one of the lost boys although it's not mentioned in the novel but in the play i guess it was uh and it is never revealed which one she did marry just that she did, I guess. But he basically is like, you betrayed me because you grew up. And he's heartbroken. And then Jane comes to Neverland with Peter um, to do, like, spring cleaning and stuff. And then she grows up as well. And Peter takes her daughter and so on and so forth. The cycle would go on forever. So uh, that's pretty much it. Did I miss anything? Awesome. I think that's it. Well, that was a very long intro. Sorry. Sounds like it. That's okay. I mean, I, I don't think it was know. long. Yeah, no, no longer than our other stuff. You did great. Mm-hmm. Girls, we are 11 minutes into this thing. It's a long intro. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You know, there's a lot to say. It all felt relevant. It did. Yeah. I had a hard time trying to cut down stuff as far as Barry goes just because I was like, oh, this is juicy. I kind of want to add this. Oh, this is interesting. I kind of want to add this. I feel like I have to talk about him maybe being a pedophile. That that has to be talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that, that, that tea is spicy. <laughs> 
Yeah, super is. So anyway. <laughs> Makes sense. Initial thoughts. Let's go there. Sarah first. let you go first. Damn it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Um, I enjoyed the book. It took me a little bit to uh, get into it when I started it. I thought, man, I've read this before and I can't remember if I have or not. I don't think I had, but I don't know. Like, it seems so familiar to me. Oh, it's always familiar. Yeah. Yeah. It's super. And I've probably just because years of just like watching Peter Pan and, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I liked it. I liked the humor. I liked it more than I thought. I thought it was a very easy read, um, obviously. And uh, it was a cute little story. I was surprised by some things, you know, um, but that's to be expected. Um, we can talk about that later. But overall, overall, I was pleasantly surprised by it. And I would say it was an it made me feel very nostalgic for childhood. I feel that. Yeah. And that's uh I'll agree with the nostalgia part, like reading it. The whole time I was reading it, I was just thinking about I've watched a couple different versions of Peter Pan when I was a kid, uh, watching the play, watching Hook which I actually immediately watched. Within 24 hours of finishing the book, I watched the movie. <laughs> and if you guys haven't, then I highly recommend it, it because yeah. it has so many references to the book. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I always thought of, of it referencing the Disney movie, but it really doesn't. It just references the story of Peter Pan and, and specifically things from the book. And The Disney so. movie did a pretty decent job, though, now that I look back on it. I'm like, certain things were pretty spot on. Other things weren't, but yeah. Um, but I really, really enjoyed it. The British humor was marvelous. I didn't even realize J.M. Barry was British. I should have because He's of Scottish. Hook, but oh, Scottish, yes. But it's written in a British way. <laughs> like, yeah, the humor was very British humor. I feel that. I was um, a little horrified, by the way, just because. Of how young Peter was and how bloodthirsty he was. Oh, yeah. He still had his, his baby teeth. Yes. yes. Several times. Do you think about how young you were when you lost your first tooth? Like, I think I was maybe in first or second grade. Maybe. I feel like younger than that. Like, you're a baby baby. Like, five, six years old baby. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's kind of the fact that he's like, sure, I'm going to fight Hook. So that that kind of threw me for a loop. I was like, what the fuck? Okay, Barry. All right. <laughs> He's portrayed as a teenager in a lot of things, like yes, the Disney movie is. specifically. He's portrayed right. as this teenager. Even in Hook, when it looks back, they're, I don't know, they're not that little. He wasn't that little. But mm-hmm. in the book, he still has all of his baby teeth, and they made that clear at least twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, multiple times. They're like, oh, he's so small. He's a baby. Like, yeah, he is. Right? And like but, you said, he's there cutting off arms, and he's stabbing people. Killing. He talks about killing. He's right. like, I'll kill him. I'll kill a pirate. I don't care. Like, yeah. yeah, like you're a six year old, like Lord of the Flies. It's like magical. That's Lord exactly of the what I thought. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I was a little horrified. Um, and and I'll get into some more about that as far as that goes later. But I think that uh, I, I enjoyed it. I hadn't read it before. I wanted to just because, like, for um, my aunt passed away, and my cousin sent me some of her jewelry over Christmas, and one of them was uh, it was. It's a necklace that has a thimble, a thimble and an acorn on it. And I was like, what does this mean? I should know this. And so I looked it up and I was like, oh, it's their exchanging of kisses. Mm-hmm. And then, I, oh, okay, well, now I have to read this book. And I made you read it with me. So <laughs> thanks. I'm here for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I liked it. It was a pleasant, interesting read for sure. Absolutely. I do. It is weird. It's just weird. He's just so young, you know? So little. He, I liked one thing I really enjoyed about it. Um, 
is the fact that you you get this impression that not only did it happen to Wendy, but Wendy's mother, like you mm-hmm. said. So Wendy's mother, Wendy, Wendy's daughter, Margaret, or Jane, and then Jane's daughter, Margaret, and then like so on and so forth. And they they kind of take on this motherly role for Peter Pan, who's like their first little love, you know? And it's so funny to me how he's such such a kid in that aspect because like Tinkerbell obviously his feelings for him right and then mm-hmm. Wendy obviously his feelings for him and then Tiger Lily and then Peter's just like I don't understand <laughs> anything he's like I'm just a kid I'm just a boy <laughs> yeah I'm just five <laughs> yeah so, just five years old and you're flying around killing pirates it's fine <laughs> it's so funny because it's like you girls one thing I liked too was the fact that they just kind of they even said like some days he he was like I'm gonna be a redskin today I'm not a lost boy. I'm a redskin. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm just going to change it up and kind of be what I want to be. Then, and then he convinces the redskins to be lost boys. Yes. <laughs> so they can still fight. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, like nothing is real to him. And he forgets things a lot. He forgets things a lot. Well, at the end, mm-hmm. whenever she's like, yeah, Captain Hook, he's like, which one is that? And she's like, we had a whole adventure where we killed this guy. And he's like, yeah, once I kill him, I forget him. <laughs> and she's like what about tinkerbell and he's like who's tinkerbell she's like the fairy and he's like ah yeah they die real quick i don't i don't think about them either yeah there's no permanence there's no permanence for him other than the fact that he stays as young as he does which could be like like you know with kids it's easier to be like out of sight out of mind if you you know remove them from that situation and give them something else to distract them then they're like oh yeah maybe later they'll come back and be like um what about that thing you said we were gonna do and it's like oh baby no we let me distract you again and then it's gone again you know (laughs) so yeah that was pretty accurate i think for his characterization as a as a baby as a as a small child so absolutely and he was also kind of a dick. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was such he was a totally jerk. A dick. Yeah. <laughs> There's two or three times they try to do something and he's like, well, I want to do that. Or they would, he would take credit for everything. She put his, his shadow back on and he's like, yeah, I'm so smart. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Man, do like better. at the end, he, uh, they were like, it's no question who's going to be captain of the ship. Like it's Peter, of course, you know, mm-hmm. like there's no question about who's going to be in charge because it's going to be him. And it's because he's know, charismatic, you know, which is like true. You yeah. look at like the cutest little kid you can think of. And honestly, short of them like asking you to kill someone, you're gonna do it, right? Like, oh my god, you can't not because they're so cute. You can't not. Yeah, there's like a charm to it, and he has it. I have charisma. They do, and you know, I want to know. Like, I want to know how long this has been going on for Peter Pan. I want to know how Peter Pan got here. What's been like? How obviously this has been going on for generations and generations. And well, so then we could take it back to the sorry to answer your question a little bit you could take it back to like when did kensington gardens become kensington gardens because that's where he was lost that's where he got dropped so if we take it there then at very at the very least since the beginning of then absolutely somebody find that out for me i'm looking and then he says he goes home to see his mother his mother barred the window she forgotten there was another little boy in his bed and 
the narrator says, you know, we don't know how much truth there is in that. That story may not, you know, maybe he just misconstrued. But imagine being a kid not understanding you've been gone for so long and you decide you're like, yeah, I'm going to come back. I need my mom. And then at that time, you know, maybe there is like another kid there. And then you're like, wow, she doesn't love me. But he's not. Maybe he was gone long enough that a new family moved in, too. Yeah. Like he could have been gone. Like right. she could have maybe had another kid or like you said it could be another family he doesn't know how long he's been gone because even with spring cleaning like you know he's supposed to come around yearly for the spring cleaning and he does it the first year and then forgets the second then comes the third and then forgets like all these years and finally comes back when she's an adult and she has a child and he's like whoa (laughs) don't turn on the light i don't want to see how old you've become you know i don't want to see this new thing in front of me like yeah. imagine and it's crazy so kensington gardens became open to the public in 1733 which is almost a hundred years before barry was born i think because he was born yeah. in 1840 right and, well the book was written in like the early 1900s 1904 yeah. or five somewhere in there well or i know the that play was written whatever that. so no, i was talking oh 1860 barry was born in 1860 Anyway, so it's been around for a minute. A hot second. So we'll say he's been there for for a while, obviously. If it's enough for him to just know that he's had all these adventures and people come and go and he just goes along with the next thing. like, Can we talk about the Lost Boys too real quick? Like, He talks about how when they get too old, they just go away. And I'm like, Peter, are you killing your friends? (laughs) Is that what's going on? I wanted to know. I feel like he's either doing that or being like, let me drop your ass off back in Kensington Gardens. See ya. Good luck. Yeah, like I didn't know if they were leaving like on their own. If they're like, okay, I'm old enough now. I need to go home. Or mm-hmm. he's like, here, you know, I'll take you home. Or like you said, like if they're getting too old. Because with Wendy, like I mentioned, he didn't want to see her. He's like, don't turn on the light because he knew she was going to be older. He knew what he was going to, he, like, even though he was a Mm -hmm. kid still, obviously still Peter Pan, he knew what he was going to be introduced to. And Mm -hmm. I think with that, maybe he just, yeah, maybe he's like, nope, nope, you're not, you're going to die young. I want you to die. (laughs) Then he's, (laughs) maybe. Stamp, stamp, stamp. I also love that the twins weren't allowed to really know, like, talk about themselves because he didn't know what twins were and no one on the island was allowed to know more than him. Yes. Except Wendy was allowed to have, like, all these stories that he didn't have. So well, I guess he got enough entertainment out of that that it was worth it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Like, he yeah, had to know about Cinderella, and they were just waiting to know about Cinderella. They're like, what happened? Yeah. happened what happened now? to her? <laughs> That's what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that it was so cute, the fact that there, there's the crocodile that loves Hook so much. He found him so tasty that he has, <laughs> you know, and it's so clever. to Like, it's just such a cute thing. To have the crocodile have like a ticking clock inside that gives Hook like an idea of when it's nearby. And then the crocodile just follows him around like, one day I'm going to get you and you're going to be tasty. You know? Yeah. And Hook's Which, just like, I don't know. <laughs> don't now, know what to the, do. the Disney movie makes a whole lot more sense because I was like, why is this crocodile so bent on eating this guy? Oh, yeah. Well, they're not going to mention that Peter Pan cut off his hand. He just is Captain Hook. He just sprung from the ether that way. It's just how he is. Right. right. <laughs> like, so. yeah, you you don't know. And I thought that was so cute. And the fact that even because, <laughs> uh, you know, Hook's talking to his 
his guy, what is it, Smee? Smee. Smee. And he's talking to Smee, and he's like, yeah, once that clock's dead, he's like, I'm dead. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, that clock stops ticking, I'm out. Because <laughs> I can't find him, he won't be able to hear him. Yeah, Which, like, that's the only thing that saved me. In Finding Neverland, the, the grandmother mentions in the in that movie, mentions how the the ticking crocodiles after all of us, like it's a metaphor for death. Oh, Which I was like, oh, that, yeah, that is interesting. That is really interesting. I've not watched but... Neverland. I've also not watched Hook. So oh, I, yeah. I feel like you've watched Finding, you've not watched Finding Neverland? It's like right up your alley. I feel like I we all watched it together, did we not? I We've had this conversation. <laughs> I feel like we've had this conversation. Where I don't like, think I watched it. That's a problem because I feel like really? this is one of my favorite movies and I'm kind of sad that you don't know what it is. See, I was always like as a kid, not that I didn't like Peter Pan, but I obviously like, you know, kid me watching Peter Pan had a crush on Peter Pan. And then well, yeah. I was very jealous of Wendy, very jealous of Tinkerbell. So kid me didn't want anything to do with Peter Pan that much because I was going to get jealous because Peter mm-hmm. Pan was going to stay a kid forever and I was going to grow up. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like it was very... Um, I don't know. So no, finding finding Neverland. I've not watched. I need to. I've heard great things. You've told me about it. I'm gonna have uh-huh. to watch it. Maybe that'll yeah. be the homework after this. We watch it, and you know. Yeah, it's got uh, what's it called? Kate Winslet in it, and I love Kate and Johnny Depp. Mm, we yes. like Johnny. Yeah, you know. We do. We didn't like him for a minute because we thought there was some issues, but we're fine now. Right. Now we're good. <laughs> he was a little problematic until he's not anymore. So that's right. As far as we know. So that was a bit. It's. Uh, that's a good idea though I mean a good like a thought that to think that it's like a metaphor for death Mm -hmm. because a lot of this like you know Peter going home and then Mrs. Darling's like hey you can stay with us and he's like you're gonna send me to school she's like yeah I'll send you to school am I gonna go to work in an office probably it's like am I gonna grow up she's like yeah and then he's like nah no I don't wanna I don't wanna he's like I'm not gonna grow up but all the and all the lost boys did and it tells what they did in the book Mm -hmm. it's like Oh, yeah. this one works in an office, and this one did this, and this one did that. This one's a judge, and the, yeah. I like how. Can we talk real quick about how they weren't sure if they were going to keep Wendy, Mister and Missus Darling? They weren't sure if they were going to keep Wendy because he had to do the calculations to see if they could yeah, afford Wendy. <laughs> and then the other one came, and then the next one came, and he was like, "Yeah, okay, we'll make it work." Oh, yeah, like, <laughs> like I guess so. And he was like, "Nana, you're just not a good dog." And it's like, really, really, Nana. <laughs> Nana was a full-on literal nanny. Oh, yeah, <laughs> she, she was. was. So oh, she, they're like, the nanny's a nanny. dog. And I was they like, call oh, her it nanny. really is. Not Nana. I don't want to call her Nana. <laughs> I was like, no, I think your name is Nana, right? Nana. She was. It was Nana the nanny. Nana the nanny. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm like, we need to... Sorry, you said Nana the nanny, and then I went to Zanny the nanny, and I was like, "Oh God, we can't talk like, about that." We can't talk. We cannot talk about that right now because that woman is the hatred and bane of existence. Anyway, we hope she runs. But that's another thing okay. there. It's, um, Moving on. With that, yeah, um, I thought I thought it was so cute that he's like, "What? I forgot what had happened." But they were talking about coddling. And, you know, they were coddling the kids, like Mrs. Darling was coddling mm-hmm. the dog, I think. And then he's like, yes, coddle them. Coddle them. No one coddles me. He's like, who got no one? He's like, no one coddles me. No. I'm just here. And then he sleeps in the... He sleeps he in the dog in kennel. kennel. <laughs> and so, they come like, home and they're like, uh, I don't think dad used to sleep here. <laughs> No, this is new, right? <laughs> no. Well, he felt so guilty that he was like, I. So I think, the, and the narrator says this in the book. He talks about how important it is to note that 
the father sleeping in the kennel because he was so worried about how other people would view him. And the fact that he was like, I'm the reason my children are lost. It's my fault. And I, I can't, I, I'm going to be in the kennel. And then they just take the kennel from the house to the cab and from the cab to work and then back. Like, you know what I mean? And so the fact that he didn't care, like his dignity was like just at an all time low because he just loved his kids that much says something, you know, mm-hmm. like it was a, a statement to us. Absolutely. You know, he felt bad. I mean, he took away the one person, you know, I was protective. That, yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, something's up here, you know. Yeah. Now, I can say I lost my thought because it was right there in my head and it's gone. Cool. Cool. It's, uh, you know, we were, what were we talking about? You guys continue. I'll figure it out. Cool. So, I'll yeah. Talk. Go ahead. I was just going to – I'm changing the subject to something good. Me too. Were. Go ahead. <laughs> he, uh, he was talking about them taking their medicine. He's like, oh, they just need to take their medicine. And then they were like, are you going to take your medicine? And he's like, oh, yeah. 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 For sure. You do it and first. And then he doesn't take it. <laughs> he he is like the I feel like he has such like like negative masculine energy. You know what 100%. I mean? Like toxic toxic masculinity is the word I'm looking for. Toxic because masculinity ruins the party again. Let me it know. does. Always. It does. Because he's like, I, I want the respect because I'm the man of the house and I deserve the respect. And because I didn't have that, I put the dog outside. And then my kids got taken away. Like, right. Absolutely. Definitely ruins the party. Yep. And it's- there are some serious gender roles in this in this play. Oh, 110 percent. Like, oh, well, well, Wendy as the mother and mm-hmm. she's expected Completely. to behave a particular way, like, you know, keeping them clean and making them take their medicine and Make them go she's to almost- and telling stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say, Heather? Oh, just yeah. Just uh, expanding on that disagreeing with that mm-hmm. and then pan we you know when they're playing like mother father they've got the kids and you know wendy's like these, these are our kids and he's like but they're not really though right oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, double check yeah, he's like, like right we're this is just pretend yeah like this isn't we yeah. don't really have to take care of them and he, she's like okay she's like yeah, they're our kids. And he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's when she asks about the whole, how do you feel about me? And he's like, yeah. I'm like your son. And she's like, well, then why do I keep having the kids call you dad? Yeah. But that's because that's the title that it talks about being grown up and he doesn't want it. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. And that's it. I mm-hmm. mean, it's so sad because I know there's a part of all of us that wishes we could stay young. Like, you know, I have such great memories of young me not in bad ones too but everyone does right and um back and forth and i just like part of me in my adulthood is like man to be a child again and not have those responsibilities mm-hmm. and to think that somebody could fly in my window and just take me away you know yeah not having to pay bills there is something about that but at the same time it's like when mm-hmm. you were a kid you didn't have a whole lot of responsibility some people do it just depends um, but then you don't get to experience the cool things about being an adult either, like independence and, right. you know, right. Like there are things that Peter might've enjoyed as an adult, you know, mm-hmm. of course it's, it, you know, he's going to be a boy forever. Um, as we take it, I, I always wondered if maybe somebody would come along and change his mind, but I think he's just always going to be, you he's need to watch too hook. Flighty. It's, do, you okay. need to watch hook. 
I haven't seen it in so long. I can't help you. Oh, he ends up with Wendy's granddaughter, Moira. Oh. and Which is one of Wendy's middle names, which is really cute that they made that reference. And he becomes – he deals with, like, mergers. And whenever there are small businesses, he helps buy them out. And he tells this to Wendy because they go to visit her. And she says, Peter, you've become a pirate. And I'm like crying. I was like, oh, he did. He grew up and became a pirate. I I cried at the end of this. I was like, no, like Peter. And he kept like the fact that he kept coming back, you know, for the the daughters. I'm like, oh, God. I love that it makes it endless. It makes it seem like he could be going to that same window right now in 2022 and, you know, spiriting away these children for a while. Are you kidding me? Talk about a 2022 parent right now. They'd be like, um, well, not in England because they don't have guns. But in America, they'd be like, what the fuck are you doing at this window? Come on. You're five. Where's your parent? You're staying in my house until we find them. Let me call CBS. <laughs> like, that's how that would go. <laughs> this is one thing I thought about during this book because it's like this dude comes to the window, takes the kids. The mom's like, I'm a little bit worried. She's devastated and they don't really care. Yeah, right? Cause, but that's that egocentrism that happens when you're a kid is like you don't focus on anybody else but yourself and your own needs. That happens later. You're that that sort of kindness and um, outward looking yeah. happens later. Mm-hmm. As a kid, I was that kid that went and like I would hide from my parents and pretend to be lost. I, I was a mean that. girl. You oh. would hide in like the clothing rack, right? And Everywhere. Then, like, anyone, I need, yeah, everyone needs to weigh in on that because is that like a universal experience? To hide in the clothing rack and like just look for your mom's shoes. Yeah, well, I think it's just because. So it, it I think it's an attention grabber, right? So they are so focused on shopping and stuff, and and we're like, I don't want to be here right now. I'm done. I don't want to do this, so I'm gonna hide in the clothing rack until you get worried. Come find me, and then we leave. Right. I honestly also just loved. I loved like tree houses and clubhouses and tents. We used to build yeah. forts as kids, so forts, I had that feel yes. to me too. It was like, oh, a pant fort. Yes, just what I needed. Yeah, just slide in Accurate. there. Accurate. Literally, my uh, grandpa obviously used to be a farmer, and so we would keep pigs and everything. And the, when the pigs were gone, I would go into like the pig pen, and it, it was clean after cleaned after they were gone. But I was like, this is my fort now. And so me and like, you know, all my cousins, we get in there and we're like, here it is. We're going to paint it. We're going to make it pretty. And then my parents are like, don't touch that. You're going to get tetanus. And then, you know, (laughs) (laughs) don't touch that. You're going to get tetanus. (laughs) So many things that me and, you know, my cousins did as a kid. And I'm like, I'm very lucky I didn't somehow get poisoned. Parish? Yes. (laughs) Parish. Me and, um. Um, my male cousin, who you guys know, I don't want to mention, I guess, names on here just to be safe, which I'm not mentioning his full name. But anyway, it starts with a J. Um, right. but, you know, anyway. So uh, we actually ate berries that were like poisoned, like poison. Well, I don't know. They, they thought they were poison berries, but I'm guessing they weren't because we were alive. So, um, but yeah, we ate the like the little berries. And how many like- did you eat? I don't know, but I remember finding the bush with him, and I was like, berries, and he's like, berries, and we were kids. <laughs> and then you ate Obviously. berries. Because like, as well, an adult, you would be like, I don't know about this. I don't yeah, either. as an adult, like, I can tell the difference between a blackberry and then, like, no other thing. I can tell you what a blackberry is, and then if I find any other bush. And raspberries are like, pretty prevalent in that area, too, though, because I remember... Are. 
Raspberries and blackberries are pretty. I actually have, I bought two blackberry bushes near my backyard. I'm like, <gasps> hopefully they don't die down here in fucking Texas. But yeah. anyway. I love them. We have You have some. to have two to like germinate each other, I think. They're really great. We oh, have them like up on biologist. the side of my parents' hill. Anyway, but the point is, uh, as <laughs> children, you know, I got into a lot of things like that. Like there's just so many situations where I'm like, man, that was incredibly dangerous. And mm-hmm. I read stories now about kids who do that. And I just don't, not that I don't think that kids these days have that sense of like <sighs> adventure, but thinking of Peter Pan and everything he's doing and then kids these days grow up with a lot of technology. Right, you know. right. That there is that, and I think the other thing too is parents are more protective, right? So the thing with ha- us, everybody having technology, is we all have access to all the good and bad things that are happening in the world, and bad things are more prevalent, I think, on the news and stuff. And so we have this idea that right. like we have to protect our our children, we have to protect these. Um, they're innocent and they can't defend themselves, you know. And I don't know everybody in the world, and so like I'm not gonna allow the leash is shorter basically the least the leash is shorter they don't get to do as much stuff or be as free and open like you and i sarah i think heather will go up into the mountains and shit in our backyard or wherever and just like go disappear for the day and my parent would be like okay i guess i'll see you guys later you're smart enough to do that and then we'd come back and be like hi did you miss us no (laughs) i thought y'all were okay (laughs) y'all said you were going hiking it's all right I'll see you later. But I'll like you, me, I would be like, you can't, you, you okay, I will go with you. You can't go by yourself. Like no. you could break something, you could fall. You could just not be able to come back down here. You're not going by yourself. There's snakes and shit. You're not going by yourself. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like me, you know, it'd be like, oh, there are snakes and they're like, there's poison oak and poison ivy, which by mm-hmm. the way, I'm not allergic to, thankfully. But um, oh, Lord. just, uh no. I've, I got into so much of it and I kept waiting. I'm like, I'm going to die. That's it. I'm going to, I'm going to start breaking out. That's the one thing I'm like, but I'm allergic to fiberglass anyway. So is, yeah. So is that Jay we were talking about? Yes. Yeah. And we found that out because we would uh, <laughs> hang out on like um, things that had fiberglass and I would like start breaking anytime I would hang out with him and start breaking out. And I'm like fiberglass, man. Anyway, it's not good. Um, But yeah. So yeah, but yeah, at the time, you know, my family obviously they cared about where I was and what I was doing but they let me do my own thing mm-hmm. and you're able to go out have fun have that freedom but yes I agree with the way that things are and the way we were brought up and the things that I've looked at I understand parents being more um, protective and being mm-hmm. you know and we live in a different place all three of us live in a different place than where we grew up True. True. and so you know it's one thing to let your kids go back in the mountains where like up in the hill where there aren't other humans typically um, I I could not let my kids play in my backyard without me being present mm-hmm. because there are there are, we have tons of neighbors. I just wouldn't trust anybody with my babies. Right. Like right, at right. least until they're old enough to understand you don't leave this backyard because mm-hmm. I'll you know you don't know who's gonna snatch you up. Okay, they yeah. might not be as nice as I am. Exactly, that's you right. Know? That's right. Absolutely. So. so yeah, you think about that and then compare it with little Peter who bursts through people's windows. And then the parents see the mom, like in my head, I was thinking. She let her go back she for spring clean, cleaning. I would have been like, no, 
You had my kid for, we don't even know how long they were gone for, but they were gone for a significant enough time that they were gone. And she was like, sure, you can take her for spring cleaning. No, I just got her back. What if she decides to stay with you forever? Absolutely fucking not. No. It's like it alluded that Peter had known the mom once too. So if that mom had any inkling, maybe she felt like safe with Peter or trusted that Wendy would come back because it's exactly what she did. Yeah, but like Wendy did the same thing with Jane, right? Like she was like, no, don't go. You can't take her. And she was like, no, I'm going. Bye. Bye. I'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so I think there's still that fear that, again, so yes, you could decide to come back and see me. But we've talked about how kids are a little bit selfish and a little bit heartless. Not on purpose. It's just the way that their brain is developing. After getting home, you know, Peter's there and Wendy's there and... He's like, mm, you know, you can come back with me. And then Jane or Wendy's like, yeah, sure. And then the mom's like holding her tight. And she's like, no, no, no. Right. <laughs> I don't think so. And she's like, mom, can I go? He needs a mother. And it's like, you just got back. Yeah. <laughs> you just this moment got back, girl. Like, I get it. That's really sad. But it's if he says no, I mean, he can fly on his own. He's out there doing his thing. I mean, he's been back and forth in a bunch of people's windows. Girl, if he's going through a bunch of people's windows, a bunch of girls' windows. Little boys, I don't know whose windows he's going through. He can go do his own thing, okay? And he can mother himself. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) But, I mean, I get it, though. Like, I get that he needs, like, this motherly figure. But at the same time, he's kind of renounced all of that. And he's like, nah. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? That's the thing about it, right? Like, you get to... and Okay, so I say this because he's a fictional character. And it is what it is, okay? But if you want to have a mom... Then you have to contend with growing up. You want to be like a mythical being who just flies into people's windows and take their kids and bring them back whenever they want to. Then you don't get a mom. That's how that works. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You yeah, get stand-ins, like, but that's never the same, you know. Especially if they cycle out like that. Keep going. With this day and age, like we talked about, obviously, how it would be seen if someone came through your window. But the fact that the mother did recognize him... Mm -hmm. I mean, that's interesting, but a part of me, even still, like the magic would be gone for her. Kind of like the magic was gone for Wendy when he came back because Wendy knew she grew up and you kind of start feeling probably sad for this little boy. But at the same time, it would be so hard for me to be like, like, even though I went through it and I know that he could be a good person, you know, that choice is still there. Does she come back? Does she know? Well, they almost died multiple times. The kids did. Wendy right. got shot out of the sky by Toodles, and if and if it wasn't for, yeah, because she is. But but if she hadn't had like the, she was wearing I think Peter's uh, acorn button on a string around her neck or something. It deflected the arrow basically, and so yeah. she passed out. But like she could have died, you know. And so one of my favorite comedians, uh, Eliza Schlesinger, she talks about how like you get like mama bear strength when your kid is in danger. Your kid. Somebody else's kid. Sorry, Junior. Lift that piano off your legs yourself. Okay, I'm not your mama. Um, <laughs> like, so that sort of situation. It's sort of similar, right? But I, I do think that. And then there's like adopted kids too, though. But like, you still get. I feel like you get mom, mom bear strength for adop- adopted kids. You're like, that's mine now. That one belongs to me. I adopted it. It's mine. <laughs> um, but he doesn't want to be adopted. I guess is what I'm trying to say. So you're trying to respect his wishes at the same time. Like you've got that maternal. Uh, instinct to try and protect him but at the same time it's like not at the sacrifice of my own child 
Right. right. I almost died when I spent time with you. I'm not trying to have her like <laughs> die and me not know what happened to her. No. Right. And I mean, what do, and it begs to the question of like, obviously it's fantasy, but like what happens if they do die? You know, like, really they just never come home and they're not, ne- and they're forgotten in Neverland. Peter don't care. Yeah, yeah, he's just like, man, that was that one adventure I had many, many, many years ago. I don't even know how far one, one girl was. So I just forgot. Oh, I will take your bell. That thing that was in love with me. She's dead. <laughs> hey, I literally drank poison for me. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about real quick how he would be like, if if they were hungry, he would be like, well, we just have, we have dinner, but it's imaginary, but it oh. has to be enough because right. it's enough for him. Yes. Yeah. That was crazy. Where it was like, well, it's imaginary. And they're like, no, but I'm still hungry. And he's like, well. Or, okay, this is the other thing that was horrifying. So they all have their own trees. Mm-hmm. They have to slide down. And, and yeah. the tree, you have to fit the tree. The tree does not fit you. Like, you don't carve out the middle of it the way that one of the kids did. He carves off pieces of you in yeah. order for you to fit. Yep. What? Oh God! Yeah, well, they did. They they allude that he's definitely changing you in some way, right? It did it say specifically that he's carving them? Hold on, let me look it's it up. Magic. We pull it up. Uh, we could pretend it's magic, but like it says. Okay, hold on. So Peter Pan is this horrified character. I, I was horrified when I read it <laughs> or listened to it. Lost boys potentially. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, so. While you guys are looking that up, another thing I wanted to talk about was um, you know, a very similar on the similar train of thought, but with Toodles, when you know Wendy is down, she's been down. He's like, "We need a doctor," and Toodles is like, "Well, I guess I'll go change my hat." And he's like, "Come back." Was it Toodles? <laughs> yeah, it? Toodles. He's like, "I'm just gonna go." And he comes back, and he's like, "Sure, I'll put this glass thing in her mouth, and I'll fix her up." And he's and the narrator talks about how you know they have to pretend. Even though they know that they're not, you know, they don't know what they're doing at all. Like, they have to pretend for Peter. And if not, then Peter was going to, like, you know, get on to them, get upset, get angry. Like, he's going to not be happy. So, they have to do this. So, he has to pretend to be a doctor and then go back to just being a lost boy, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, in a way, yeah, I'm afraid. What do you if you don't pretend long enough, I feel like Peter Pan kills you. That's mm. it. That's it. He's he's got buried little lost boys all over that island. Oh Jesus! Oh no! <laughs> yeah. It's messed up. Terrifying. Terrifying. Um, you heard it here first, folks. Peter Pan. Terrifying. Watch out right. for your children. So you have to, you have to fit. This is the quote that I found. It says, but you simply must fit. And Peter measure, measures you for your tree as carefully as for a suit of clothes. The only difference being that the clothes are made to fit you while you have to be made to fit the tree. Usually it is done quite easily as by you're wearing too many garments or too few. But if you are a bumpy and awkward places or the only available tree is an odd shape, Peter does some things to you. And after that, you fit. Once you fit, Great care must be taken to go on fitting. And this, as Wendy was to discover to her delight, keeps the whole family in perfect condition. Wendy and Michael fitted their trees at the first try. But John had to be altered a little. Oh, no. So I guess I went to that really dark place of he cut them, like trimmed them in different places. But I I guess maybe that makes more sense probably than, you know. 
I didn't think of it that way. I thought it was magic. I was praying it was Let's magic. Let's do magic then because, like, that was horrifying me, no, for me to no, think no, of. I, think... I can't believe that's where I went. <laughs> I need someone well, to write a horror novel. That you've said, I've already planted that seed in my head, and now that's what I think they meant. Sorry. You know, all these fairy tales are littered with little horrible things for children. This is one of them. Yeah, I read, I listened to this, and I was like, how is this a kid's story? Like, are we talking, like, this seems really bloodthirsty for it to be a kid's story. There's a lot of murder talk. There's a lot of murder, and there's, like, an orgy of fairies at one point. The very beginning, I know, because I was like, so some one of the fairies had come back. Um, they were, yeah, sorry, they were flying across the the lagoon or something like that, and I was like, oh yeah, that fairy just came back from an or from from the orgy, and I was like, what the fuck? Maybe it means something different in that era, but that's where I was. Like, Hold on, let me see. I feel like this is gonna come up with some weird stuff on Google, but here we go. Oh, please. My, I feel oh. like my search history isn't as bad as, like, somebody who does a crime, true crime for a living. But Oh, listen. But mine mine's is, definitely weird. Mine's crazy stuff. Like, I'll look up just about anything, you know, and it's awful. Um, recently, I've looked up a, a famous children, disappearance of children, um, because I was looking for one specifically, and I couldn't remember the name of the child um so i was looking into that and then you know i'm sure the fbi is going to, if they ever look at that they're going to be like disappearance of children reading peter pan got it <laughs> that's it let's go look in her backyard um you're like i don't have one i live in an apartment but you're free to look uh the exact line goes after a time he fell asleep and some unsteady fairies had to climb over him on their way home from an orgy the fact that they're unsteady maybe means they were drinking that's what I'm thinking. They were sipping the sauce. Well, so. it says um, that orgy could mean a secret ceremonial rites held cool. in honor of ancient Greek or Roman deities, usually characterized by ecstatic singing and dancing. Okay, but like... But drinking, so drinking could also take place. I think that's reasonable. Okay, cool. So they could have just been drinking and partying. But right. I don't, I don't know that they were having a big sex party. Okay, I'm here for that because I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I felt like it was probably not appropriate. They probably would have like... If if it had meant anything other than what you just said, Heather, they probably would have hung him from a limb or something. Like this is a children's book. Yeah. Are you broken, J.M. Barry? Do we have to be concerned about you more so than we already are? Uh, and is it not strange that you know? So he had the allegations of being a pedophile, and then you know Michael Jackson, obsessed with Neverland, obsessed with the idea of Peter Pan, had his allegations. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I I have no idea that. Uh, so I did I did a lot of research on it because I was like, please, dear God, it's bad enough that Lewis Carroll, they thought that he was a pedophile and then they found pictures that he had taken of naked girls. So, yeah, he wrote Alice in Wonderland in case you wanted to know that yeah. information. So I was like, what the fuck? Please don't let another white man be in this situation again. Not that it matters what race they are, but I'm like, usually that's who got published back then. So, um. Hopefully he was just asexual. Yeah, or he might have been gay. That's what I think. He might have been gay. Because at that era, you couldn't, you know, and he was in such a public eye that maybe he couldn't sneak and have, like, a a male lover. It's on telling. And and he was, like, either the seventh or the ninth. Where I looked, it said different things. Son of, so out of of ten ten siblings, I think. Statistically. so t- statistically, it's higher likelihood of him being gay, correct? Yes. That's mm-hmm. 
science mm-hmm. somewhere. He okay. also literally wrote about fairies having an orgy. I'm just saying. <laughs> feels a little feels a little LGBTQ plus. Maybe. That's honestly where I would go with it. Um, and then it might have been one of those situations where as the kids got older, he was just their guardian. Because it's really suspicious that three out of, I think there were five children, died or completed suicide. Yeah. So they think that Michael completed suicide, the one that, because they knew he was swimming in a dangerous area. They think he was also gay. And so he was with his friend, his lover. Mm. And they died together. Like they completed suicide together. And it's on Talon. And then the other one jumped in front of a freaking train. Uh, Peter did, I think. Pretty brutal. In 1960. Yeah. So it's, I mean, obviously that, that, and it could be the trauma of their childhood, their parents dying so young. There's a number of factors involved with this man's life and, and the children's lives too. But it was just really, I was like, oh God, I'm just not going to think about it. There's no evidence. I'm going to leave it there. That's why I'm going to leave it. I like it. So, and then the youngest, most vulnerable one who would have been probably the one preyed upon was like, nope, that never happened. That's not a thing. So I was like, okay, maybe. Anyway, so it was great. When book. You took names from you know real life and put them into the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it could be a way to deal with all that trauma as well. You know, yeah, of ugh, crazy stuff. Well, I think but, part of him never really grew up either. Like his brother right. died when his brother died when he was fourteen. Well, when the brother was fourteen, and he had tried so hard to like stay in that and look like his brother David, um, for Just his so mother. Sad. Yep. And his mother had, like, okay. depression and stuff. And that kind of mental health stuff was definitely going to affect you growing up and what that looks like for you. So. hmm Yeah. Heavy stuff. Heavy stuff. I just, I was like, his wife had a lover? How? What the? 20 years her junior. Ooh. She I could just, get it. Yeah. She, she's been a foxy lady. Mm. Or maybe she wasn't. I don't know. Who you, knows? you watched Bailey Sarian on some of those episodes where she's like, she must have beer flavored nipples. Okay, that line, I'm pretty sure that was the second most recent episode, but that story was told in Wine and Crime, and Amanda used that phrase. So I don't know if she, you know, sort of like, that was a good phrase. I'm going to use it. But I definitely remember Amanda talking about that Wine and Crime. See, I haven't listened to a lot of Wine and Crime. Before, I love but them. I used to. I love, I love them too. Um, but, uh, uh, oh gosh, what was I saying? Oh yeah. Some of these women, like you look at, I'm not being mean, but you look at some of the pictures and it's like, yeah, she was a fox for the day. And I'm like, mm, was she? Oh God. <laughs> oh no. Standards <laughs> of beauty like, are different now, right? Oh yeah. Like there was one lady and I'm like, there's no way. There's no way I'm going to do all these crazy things for this lady. She must've been like these, mm. But here's the thing, too, about, like, different personality disorders. Not that you have to have a personality disorder to be an evil fucking person. But is that, like, you, they have so many partners because they're so good at masking and manipulating people into things. Like, they are, you have to be able to know the human nature and human being, human beings in general, in order to mimic them, right? And if you know them well enough for that, then you know them well enough to, because you're manipulating their perception of you, you can manipulate their perception of everything else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Con men are like that, too. It's like, Listen, I've been watching a lot of the fraud shows on Netflix, okay? It's been crazy. I've watched them all. I mean, guys, you need to listen. I'm not going to tell you to, but you should. Puppet Master, Inventing Anna, 
Okay. I had a hard time that. with inventing Anna. Anna. I watched the. Okay, I haven't watched it yet. I watched the trailer and I was like, "This looks kind of dumb." I'm not gonna lie. It was okay, um, but it's it, when I first read about her story, I literally found it in the news, like when it was happening, oh. and I'm like, "I'm not gonna listen to this." Like, I was very upset by the fact that this kid, like, that people could have the wool pulled over their eyes until I watched the show, and I looked up things afterwards, and I'm like, "Get it, girl." I'm like, "You fooled them." Hell yeah, that's on them. That's their fault. Like that's that's their fault. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. I'm like, look at like Wait, we're her, on her situation. Side? Different. What is it? We're on her side. We're, oh well, I mean, not complete partially. Yeah. <laughs> hey, living in a group area. We but appreciate. Because with her, it was kind of like you got to respect the hustle, Heather. You got to respect the hustle. We respect the hustle. We respect the hustle, but also don't be a bad but yes, also like, don't hustle yeah <laughs> what happened in this situation like just with everything else a lot of the men will come out and say stuff like oh i'm part of the fbi or i'm part of the military and they will con these women who are just oh, yeah? so hell-bent on believing and they're like oh yeah like you must be this must be why you're traveling and why you don't have money and it's like i need money to prevent me getting killed from my enemies and women are like sure here's mm-hmm. money anna's like i came from germany and i'm gonna start my own business Everybody's like, yeah, she's rich. She's got money. She's like, yeah, I got money. Yeah. You know, but uh, it's really interesting to watch. And Mm -hmm. so I'm like, "Mm," you know, I pull an Anna Del V every once in a while. I'm like, so VIP, so exclusive, very exclusive. I can pay. I can can pay. (laughs) But it's it's funny. Anyway, highly recommend those. I don't know what I was going with there. But um, I don't know what we're talking about. Oh, uh. Personality disorders, manipulation. Where did? How do we get from Peter Pan to this? Well, I don't know. Who knows? But I want to tell you guys. Yeah. Cool. All right. You guys ready for character things? Oh yeah. For casting. Are we, any final thoughts? Recommendations? Where are we at? Oh, should we rate it? Do we rate it here? Yes. Let's write it. Now's time. Now's the time. So what's the what's the scale again? Uh, it's a zero to ten scale. Zero being you would never recommend it. You'll never pick it up again. You absolutely hated it. Ten being you're ready to devote your life to it. Okay, cool. Just making sure. And five is like a, a cool in between. Yeah. All right. All right. Who goes first? Um, I'll go first because I've been thinking about it. And I think I'm going to give it a four for okay. nostalgia. Um, but I don't think I'll ever read it again. Mm-hmm. Um. But it wasn't bad by any means. Since I won't th- I, since I won't read it again, it's probably less than a five. But I think it deserves the highest end of that scale. So that's why it's a four. I get that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would say um, definitely a five for my end. Maybe even a six. I would definitely read it to my children. Probably. Like, you know, if I had kids, I would want to, like, possibly read it to them and kind of go over some thoughts they have, thoughts I had. I don't know. I think it could be a good learning experience and everybody. Yeah. For discussion, you know, mm-hmm. absolutely with children. So, like, I why do you think up. Wendy shouldn't have gone with Peter? What are some reasons she shouldn't have? Right, what are like some I- ways she could have said no to Peter. Yeah. <laughs> what are some good assertive ways? Yeah. Like, How do you put boundaries into place? Cool. When he comes through your window, what do we do with the bat? Yes. Okay. What do we do? We scream for mommy. Exactly. And daddy, somebody's got to carry the bat. I can do it. That's why we keep the dog in there to, you know, maul the intruders, but whatever. Mm -hmm. So, yes, uh, I think overall, though, um, 
yeah, it's very similar. Like, I don't think I'd go back to it right off the bat. It's cool, though, it, in a sense of, like, um, the fairy tales, you know, mm-hmm. like, when we were doing all the fairy tales and everything. Like, I think it's really interesting to to keep that um, in mind, like, the lore and everything. Really cool. Mm-hmm. The idea that there's Neverland. So, I'll, I'll give it a six. Yeah. yeah, it does, like, harken back to, like, a lot of things get referenced to that. Like, the boy who never grew up or, like, Peter Pan syndrome or um, what's it called? Uh, yeah so stuff like that I can see reading Mm -hmm. the actual source material as being interesting Mm -hmm. um, enough to do it it's definitely worth a read I think just because it was you can Mm -hmm. it was short enough it was like four hours on audiobook Um, but as far as like rating it myself probably I'm with Heather very nostalgic had a lot of like good feelings for me I don't know if I would ever read it myself again I might pull a Sarah and like read it to my kids depending on how old they are because i'm really concerned about all the murder just a little yeah. just a little yeah a lot of murder a lot of open murder a lot of hey we murdered this person you know? uh-huh yeah up front. up front i killed so many pirates and then you got the little guy there who's counting he's like there's one dead there's two yeah Three. like remember that pirate you killed no i killed them all and i don't think about them again yeah <laughs> Maybe that's not the greatest way to live life. I'm not saying you should have regrets, but, you know, you if you forget <laughs> things, you don't learn from them, do you? So are we saying the scale can be anywhere between a four to possibly like five, five and a half, six, somewhere in yeah. there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. If we take yeah. the average thing, yeah, sure. That's sure. how averages work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll say, yeah, cut it right down the middle. We'll say, we'll yeah. say five. There you go. Yeah, I'm at a 4.5. I will do a 4.5, yes. I like okay. it. A little extra flair on there. Yeah, well, so there you go. All right, um, that's our that's our rating for it. Any final thoughts about it? I think we kind of did that with the rating. But anything else? Okay, cool. All right then, on to casting. I you guys gave me that extra ten minutes before we hit record, and I got to do a PowerPoint. I didn't Yay. cast everybody. I only casted a few people. Same, same. Because I was like, oh, yeah, I'm ready to record. And then I was like, oh, poop, this isn't a book bite episode. I have to cast. <laughs> I have to cast. <laughs> Peter Pan. What? Who did you guys pick for Peter Pan? <laughs> okay. Uh, I chose Tom Holland. <laughs> oh. I thought he was so precious. And whenever I kept thinking of Peter Pan, I was like, little Tom Holland. Like, you know, to put him in some tots and get him in there. He's That's already really swinging all over the place with Spider-Man. Just let him be Peter Pan. How cute. Yeah, I'm here Peter Pan, Peter Parker. I'm here for the Peters that right, are literally. Right? Yeah, no, I feel it. Cool. I um, pick. Go ahead. No, you go. You go. Okay. I was like Dylan and or Cole Sprouse from Big Daddy. <laughs> yes. You know, oh. Teeny tiny little babies. I love that movie. But they're mischievous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see that. So yeah. good. I love that. Okay. That and I was like, this is the only person I can think of that might not have lost their baby teeth yet is in that movie. Yeah. Tiny. Like yeah, I was really part. focused on that part of it. Well, they made it so I don't know, it was just a big deal in the book. It was striking. Mm-hmm. Um, I did Rolo Weeks. He is the vampire from the little vampire. I oh, love the little vampire. That is such that a, a good, good little movie. Oh. That's so cute. Does it have that? Anna 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 Popowell in it, isn't she oh. like the the she is, daughter? I think daughter? so. Yes, I love Anna. Me too. It's good stuff. Okay, on to the next one. Um, I chose, or do you go? Just want to go with Wendy? Next? Sure, sure. Let's go with Wendy. Um, I picked Zendaya as Wendy. 
Ooh, nice. I have no that. reason for that. You know, I thought it was cute. Like she's already dating Tom Holland. They're already yeah. in Spider Man together. Let her be Wendy. Like that's so cute. And she's got that sweet little face. They're just sweetest little pie. That's yeah. I'm here for that. Oh, uh, I picked honestly. I liked the Wendy that they had from the 2003 live action version. So I think her name is Rachel Hurdwood. Nice. Okay, let me look here. Okay, cool, cool. I can see that? Yeah, they did a good I'm job. Trying to go back and forth here, so sorry. You're fine. All right. Um, I went with Sophie Turner, uh, but like a younger version. Yeah, I was like, thinking that. Like, early. age them down. Age them yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Early yeah. Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little younger than that, even. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She's just a good mother figure, and she's got a British accent, and I'm into it. So I was like, all right, great. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, who's next? Um, I'm going to go with Mrs. Darling, and I chose uh, Zoe Saldana as Mrs. Darling. I love Zoe Saldana. I do, too. She is gorgeous. She is. Gorgeous. Uh, Yes. I I watched recently Death at a Funeral and then um, The Adam Project. and I've heard good things about The Adam Project. It, really it. good. Highly recommend it. So good. And so is in it. And Ron Reynolds is in it. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone good's in it. Okay. Mark Ruffalo's in it. I love Mark Ruffalo. Garner's in it. What is her name? Jennifer Garner. She's oh, in nice. It. Yeah. Weren't you know, they in like, 13 going on 30, 30 together? They, were. they absolutely yeah, were. They had like a little, they had like a little uh, reunion there. That was while cute. On the project. So, yep. Chose her. Okay. Uh, I did Kate Win- Winslet. Okay. Cuz okay, she nice. she's technically the Mrs. Darling in uh Finding Neverland. So, and I was like I can't get her out of my head. She's Mrs. Darling to me. Kate Wins it's a banger, so I'm here for it. Mhm. Um I went with uh Emily Blunt. <gasps> I love her. Oh, That's Emily a good one. Blunt. That's a good one for sure. Yeah. I like that. Um next, I will say Daddy-o, darling. Uh, and I chose Tom Hiddleston because I had a Tom Holland, so I did Tom Hiddleston. You know All the Toms. You Love gotta it. get in there. Gotta this get feels there. very Avengers. It really do, though? You, you just like, yeah. <laughs> Heather was like, you guys remember when Heather was like, I did like blockbuster movie things so it was harry potter and the avengers <laughs> like that's, that's all the people that she cast yes okay. um i picked david tomlinson which if you don't know who that is it is the dad from mary poppins oh okay. yeah yeah the old one with julie andrews so oh julie andrews i love her but i thought he he was like he he learned a lesson about like how to be present for his children so yeah so we can just apply him here i like that can i just say that i've been thinking of julie andrews lately because i've been wanting to watch the princess diaries uh because i've been craving corn dogs and yeah. that part where she has her grandma eat the corn dog oh yeah i love that part so i honestly I don't ever rewatch the first one but i rewatched the second one. Oh, i love it i'm gonna go well, baby chris pine is in that Oh, I haven't seen the second one in forever. I saw the first one. I see it every now and then. Okay, so Disney Plus came out because I had that one on DVD. Um, Disney Plus came out like when they first came out. It, the Princess Diaries was on there. That was one of the first movies I watched. Was Princess Diaries too? <laughs> nice. I watched the Goofy movie. That was the first. Nice. Thing. Was, right oh, on the oh, Goofy left. movie. 
I love it. I had such a crush on Max, but that's neither here nor there. It is Who's what it that? is. Who'd you pick? <laughs> I uh, I did John Krasinski. Oh, there you go. Nice. Uh, it took me a second. Together. Together. Yeah. yeah, I was like, why not? They seem like a great Mommy and Daddy-o. Couple. There you go. Yeah. They are. I yeah. like that. Um, I chose, now, if we want to go with the family, uh, like what, John and Michael? John right? and Michael. I'll do both of those together. I chose Toby McGuire as John and Andrew. No, you didn't. No, you did not. Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, that is really good. Oh, okay. I love that. I couldn't help it. I couldn't oh. help it. I was like, let's you had put to. him in there. You had to. And little Tom is the youngest one, so that fits. Well, I think Michael's younger than, or maybe he's older than Peter now that I'm like, baby teeth. I don't know, ma'am. Either way it goes. They didn't talk about Michael's baby teeth, so we're not sure. I, well, he is the youngest, or at least we, because he he was the one that I have to have a baby in the crib, Michael. So yes, okay. Right. I picked John, who is now Joan, as Scarlett Estevez, and yes, I know her parents are both white, but it is what it is. And then Michael is Noah Gray Cavey, which have you guys seen My Wife and Kids? Uh, yes, yes, adorable, and he's in Grey's Anatomy in one of the episodes too. He was the teeny tiny. He played Franklin. Oh, I love oh, there we go. Yeah. Franklin. Yeah. Oh my god. He's like he's the him. cutest little baby, Michael. If you see pictures of him now, though, I'm like, what are you? You're not allowed to be attractive. This is unacceptable. I'm right. pretty sure he played a guy named Noah in Heroes. No. Oh, you are right. He had the power of the technology. Yep, 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 yep. I love heroes. Uh, save the oh, cheerleaders, save the world. And I watched a few episodes and I love it, but I haven't watched it all. I, I haven't it. either. I think I've gotten to, I don't remember what season I got to. Yeah, I got at least two seasons in. in yeah, I hate to. Mm, chef's kiss. She's, she's gross. She is so she beautiful. Was Claire. She, she was Claire. And he called her Claire Bear. Her dad did, but he was a bad guy, but he loved her. Oh. I like that guy too. I like he, he plays dads and he played the dad in uh, Vampire Diaries. He played Caroline's dad, mm. Mm. and she was I think she was captain of the cheer squad. Although he was kind of a dick in that he gets better, but he did was like you're a vampire, sweetie, and so make it so you don't have to drink blood. So he locked her up in a room and then he would uh, open the slats. Sorry, spoilers for Vampire Diaries. Um, he would open like these wind, like the the sun slats, and so the sun would come burning onto her every time he would like hold a bag of blood in front of her, and then her face and her uh, fangs would protrude, and and he was like, "I'm trying to condition you away from that," and it's like, "Are you serious, bro? No, that's not how this works." That'd be like, not "Okay, I'm gonna condition w- people, humans, to not drink water." Now, listen, right. I don't know the anatomy of a vampire. But something tells me they need blood to survive. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Heather, who's they Michael do. and John for you? Or um, Joan? I did, I did Nick and Joe Jonas. Of course you did. <laughs> Just make them a little younger. Uh, you little babies. Did so you see cute. the roast where, like, I don't? they were roasting the Jonas Brothers? I saw, like, one clip, and it was Nick Jonas's wife gets up there, and she goes, technically, I'm the most popular Jonas because people follow me collectively more than they follow all of you. <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, what's her name? Pre, 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 Priyanka? Pri- I don't remember. Priyanka. Either. Chopra. 
I like her, it seems. Um, I chose my next one, and the only last one that I uh, did was Hook, and I did Jack Black as Hook. Nice. No, you did not. I did. I, I also did Jack Black as Hook. <laughs> yes. Now, why did you do it? I need to hear. Oh, Adam Brewer told me to. He said, Sarah cast Black Jack as Hook. And I said, Adam, is are you saying that? Because I always cast Black Jack as like in a wig as a girl. Jack I don't Black. Know who to... Black Jack. Jack, Jack Black. <laughs> Jack Black as a girl in a wig. And Adam's like, I just thought he fit. And I was like, okay. He absolutely so Jack Black. There you that go. Was hilarious. Okay, Wait, why did you choose him? Yeah. Why did I choose him? Oh, um, I actually, so I'll go ahead and reveal my Shmee or Smee um, as Michael Sarah because I watched year one and they were hilarious. <laughs> yes. And this yes. is like comedy Captain Hook with comedy Smee. Oh, yeah. I want that I same that. banter that they have in year one where Jack Black says something stupid and Michael Sarah's like, that's stupid. <laughs> I, th- I think I might go watch that now. I might go. And I'll just go ahead and say my shmi is um, Michael Sarah. So. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Perfect. So I picked Captain Hook, uh, Keith Richards from Pirates of the Caribbean. He plays Johnny Depp's dad. I think his name was Captain. <laughs> I am Captain. I don't remember what Captain he was. It was like uh, something. I don't remember. But anyway, because he's wearing like the coat, he's got the same sort of look as what I think Captain. Because Captain Hook, his look is supposed to be based off of George King George's. I like it. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, I like it. The curly hair that's long, and then the red coat situation—that's pretty iconic. Yeah, they talked about it, didn't they? In the book, it said that if you thought about it, you could figure out who he was, and I was like. Based on when this is written, I don't think I personally could figure out who. No, this so that's the thing. Is I, I think looked, it, it told I did, me did some research in my audiobook. Did it not tell everybody else? Who did mm-hmm. it tell you? It told me it was King, like he was. He was reminiscent he was, of King George II. Yeah. Or yeah, King. Yeah, I was going to say King Richard, but I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I think it was King George, right? I don't know. King George, King. Edward. Or King George the first, maybe. Oh, there was a second in there. Yeah, there was a second. I don't know. Whichever one, but that sort of look. Yeah, yeah, he looks like, yeah. Anyway, uh, I looked, I was like, who is Captain Hook based on? Because his name is John and J.M. Barry is, his first name is John, right? It's John Hook or something like that. James? James, you're right, James, not John. I don't know why I was thinking John. James, and James is J. And his name is now Barry. Jack. Jack Hook. Jack Hook. Uh, Jack Black Hook. Jack and Black Hook. My Smee, honestly, I was trying to find a good picture of Billy Zane to play Hook, but then I found this picture, and it looks like Smee. So I was like, okay, you're Smee now, Billy Zane. Billy Zane, you have become Smee. I like it. I like it. You see the thing that pops up when you tap, and like, it's like he's got his little hat on and the little striped shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's Smee. That's iconic Disney Smee. Smee is the stripes. See, yep. if I'd thought about it, there's this show out on HBO Max um, uh, called uh, Our Flag Means Death. Mm-hmm. And it's like a comedy show about pirates. And I didn't even think fun. about it. And now that I'm thinking, I want to go watch it. It's really funny. Yeah. Because I mean, I should have cast it from it. Pirates are so Like funny. classic 1600s pirates were fucking insane. Like uh, Blackbeard was. He had syphilis, so he went a little crazy. He went a little cuckoo. Yeah. Happens to the best of us. That's why I love One Piece, the anime, and mm-hmm. um, 
and the biggest antagonist in that is Blackbeard, who has mm-hmm. like three different se- separate personalities, and he's yeah. like cray cray. He would set his like so he would put like little flames in his like beard and set them on fire, so it looked like he was flaming. And then he was like, "I'm gonna fle- free all these fl- slaves from the slave ships." ships and then you can either come and work for me or you're free to go. And they're like, okay, we're going to work for you because you set us free and we don't know what else to do. And then he traded them all to the governor of North Carolina, I think, one of the Carolinas, so that he could get a, uh, a spot of land or like a spot of beach or like that he could have free pass- passage in and out of the like Delta situation. Anyway, he did that. Something similar to that. And I was like, wow, what a dick move. These people trusted you. You <laughs> saved them only to become the Antichrist to them. Good job, buddy. Right? Okay. Like, there's uh, there's the uh, black beard in the show. Only it's... He's not like the bad guy in the show. But yeah, IRL Blackbeard, crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like the... I think it's the Lost Pirate Kingdom... Or the Pirates of the Lost Kingdom. I don't remember which one it is on Netflix. It's like a docu-series situation. And that thing <laughs> was that. intense. I started watching that in the dentist's office. I was like, I don't know if I should be watching this around other people. Um, anyway, so anybody office. else that we didn't cast? Um, I casted, well, I casted the whole team. But I will say I wanted to share my Tinkerbell and my twins. Oh, I forgot oh, about I forgot the Tinkerbell. About Tinkerbell. I was going to choose Reese Witherspoon. There you oh, go. Anyway. That's cute. I like that. Delia, do you have a quick, quick tink? Um, we, okay, so in Moulin Rouge, you guys know the absinthe fairy? Oh my God, yes. Okay, yeah. There you go. That's <laughs> yeah. my tink. That's okay. My tink. Perfect. I love it. Um, I did Neil Patrick Harris. Nice! Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> that fits. He, didn't he, they dressed up like Peter oh, Pan, him and his family one yes. year. Yes. I think yeah. that's why I thought of it, yeah. Yeah, I love their Halloween costumes. They do. They're the always best. on point. They are. Um, I was going to take a Heather, and I was going to cast all the Lost Boys <laughs> as the Disney Lost Boys because that's what I was going to do. Oh no, I was. Just <laughs> um. Oh, he played Captain Hook. Oh, but you they're... know the guy who played Harry Potter. We know him, guys. David Rad. Rad. Dan- no, Daniel my twins. Daniel Radcliffe. My twins were two Daniel Radcliffes. <laughs> I was choosing. I was choosing all the Lost Boys as Daniel Radcliffe because of you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Was that first or second book bite episode where we were like, all of the dwarves are those Heather. All the dwarves are Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> Seven yes. Daniel Radcliffe. So yes, my twins are two small Daniel Radcliffe's. Okay, cool. That's so freaking funny. Oh my god. (laughs) That is so good. I was in my like office at work and they had they were watching the first Deathly Hollows on um the lobby TV and I was like, I haven't seen this since I went to watch it in theaters with with you guys. I watched them on repeat. That's good. You should do that. I'm very behind. They're so good. Yeah, I also read all the or I audiobooked all the books at least twice last year. Mm. Oh, and I actually have oh. the first one on hold now because I want to read it again. Never we'll talk it. about this after we get off of here. Oh yeah, we're still recording, guys. I forgot you were there, audience. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, we all oh, forgot yeah. you were there. All yeah. right. Anything else? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, who else did you cast, Heather? Did you cast like Toodles and? Oh, okay. I'll give you the quick rundown. So. Slightly is Ian Armitage, who is the young Sheldon. Okay. 
Uh, Toodles is Bug Hall, who is uh, Alpha Alpha in the gotcha. oh, like little late nineties, early two thousand little rascals. Yes, uh, Nibs TJ Mowry when he was a little boy because he was super cute. Oh, uh, Curly would be Ross Bagley, who was Buckwheat in that same Little Rascals. Oh. And then, yeah, the twins were the two Daniel Radcliffs. I was obsessed with the Little ra- uh, the little Radcl- Rascals. Radcliffs is what I was going to say. The Little Radcliffs were <laughs> so obsessed with them. The Little Rascals. It was so great. I had such a huge crush on Alfalfa. He's not even cute. He's, I mean, he's like, not, but he he's is. adorable, cute. I yeah, mean, but he loved Darla, right? He is that did her name? love Darla. Yes, Darla. So, you know, you got to love that he loved her. That's kind of cute. See, he has something Peter Pan doesn't, which is a heart. Because, you know. I like Buckwheat, too. It's cute. But that's right. So, any final things before we outro this? Ready to go. All right. Outro us. Oh, Sarah. (laughs) Hold on. I knew. I saw the blank look. I said, oh, she doesn't know. She is not Hold picking on. up what Dilly is like. Tis you. Tis you. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm here. Give me just a moment. Uh, one momento. Okay. Okay. All right, fellow readers, it's time to say goodbye. Remember to check our Instagram and Twitter for upcoming reads and the casting list. A big thanks to all of our wonderful listeners, our co-host Heather for writing our theme song, and our respective life partners for their unwavering support. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you'll join us next time. You'll join us next time when we turn the page. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.